0: Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today on this Independence Day, the 4th of July. If you're from another country, this is the day that we celebrate the birth of our country, the founding of our country, and the primary principle that our country is founded upon, and that is freedom from tyranny. I titled today's message, of Does God Ever Give Us the Right to Do Wrong?, And I'd like to answer that question. I'd like you to consider that question because I've also, the thumbnail, I talked about how uh, freedom perverted. Now, Now, what does it mean to be perverted? It means to depart from its original course, to depart from its intended purpose. That's what the word means. And I think that I'd like to talk this morning just a bit to look at what did our founders think about freedom? What does the Bible say about freedom? And what do we think about, have we perverted it today? We celebrate today the signing of the Declaration of Independence. I'd like to read you the first sentence of it. Read carefully and, and uh, look at what it says. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed with certain and rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Question, did I quote that accurately? Did you find a mistake in there? If you're in the chat here, you might jot down there what I might have said improperly there, but this is the way, this is often being quoted, and there's a little mistake in here that's not insignificant. There's an omission in here that is not insignificant, and it relates to the whole concept of freedom. It started primarily, in in terms of a public way, with President Barack Obama who often would quote this exactly this way. And yet he received a lot of criticism because he left something out. And people continue to quote it often this way. And we call this revising history. Now, you may or may not agree with this statement, but if you're going to uh, quote it, you should quote it accurately. Let's look at how it really reads. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator. Aha! God was the one who was left out. Humanists believe that our rights are innate in us as human beings. Our founders believe, I believe, I hope you believe, that our rights as, as human beings as American citizens, and so forth, are given to us by our creator. Let's read it again. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. On campus, I often ask students, where do our rights come from as Americans? And they almost always say, I mean, ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, they'll say the government, they'll say the Constitution, they'll say our laws. Oh my goodness! This is why we fight, fought the Revolutionary War. We fought the Revolutionary War because we contended that our rights are not given to us by the crown, by the king, by King George specifically. And because he doesn't, because they're given to us by God, no government has the right to take them away. That's why we fought this war, but because our education has to take God out. It has to scrub out any mention of God or creator. God forbid, well, they can use the word in that phrase, forbid that we would ever imply that we got here by a creator rather than by evolution. And and so to take out because they don't want to talk about God, they leave that out. And if God, if our rights are not given to us by God, if you leave God out of the picture, then of course the next highest authority is the government. But friends, be clear, this is why we fought the revolution. We contended, and it's written in our declaration, our, our founding vision statement, that governments exist to secure our rights, not to give us rights. If they give us rights, they can take them away. But if God gives us our rights, no one has the right to take them away. Governments only secure those rights. And so this leads to today's question because I contend that our whole understanding of freedom has been terribly perverted from its original intent and what our founders had in mind. And indeed, if you read the Declaration of Independence... They they give a whole list of freedoms that we were not being afforded, that they believed and and truly are God given freedoms and are worth securing. And and if you don't have them, that means someone's stealing them from you. And that's what they that's what we know if the government's doing it, that's known as tyranny. And as Christians, we do believe in the value and importance of and the human dignity that we should be afforded freedom of under God not a perverted freedom to do whatever we want but freedom under God which raises a question does God give us the right to do wrong in our culture today so often the hot button issues of our culture are issues about people uh, uh, protesting that they have freedom and what are some of these hot we know them I have the freedom to look at pornography I have the freedom to uh to promote pornography. I have the freedom to uh with my body to have an abortion and kill my unborn child. I have the freedom to love whomever I want and to love them sexually and in in perverted uh, unnatural ungodly unholy perverted ways. I have the the the, the all of these freedoms that we say. I have the freedom because I've been oppressed to loot or to steal or to take what belongs to another i have a right to what he has because i've been oppressed all of these things a perversion of freedom because freedom is seen our founders saw it as a gift from god and to be used under god dare i say freedom should be understood as the as the the freedom not put upon us to do what is wicked what is evil but rather to do what is good the freedom to do what is good under God. And indeed our founders were very, very clear that if we ever become a unvirtuous people, if we ever become an evil people, freedom cannot work. Freedom would be abused to, to uh, become anarchy. And indeed, we see that more and more in, in our country, we've seen it in Europe, the, you know in France, these riots in France and so forth, where there's just anarchy is it as at hand. Second Corinthians chapter three seventeen. I don't have it up on the screen, but it says, "Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty." Jesus said in John eight thirty one that you shall know if you abide in His word, abide in the word of God, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. He went on to say that all who commit sin become the slaves of sin. I think what our, in 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 other words, what our founders were trying to say is true freedom, political freedom, true free economic freedom. It it, it really is only possible when we have that spiritual freedom, the freedom and power over sin. Jesus came to liberate us. Jesus Christ gives us freedom over sin. When we don't have Christ, we don't have the truth, we become the slaves of sin. And when people assert their political freedom and their economic freedom when in reality they're a slave of sin, it leads to disaster. When they're a slave of greed, their economic freedom leads to fraud and theft and taking advantage of others. When when people don't have moral freedom through faith in Jesus Christ, it leads to uh it, the the Political freedom they amount to is damaging to others, Romans 1 says, it's degrading to their bodies, and it, and it leads even to sickness, death, and disease. These are the freedoms that if, if we don't have this freedom in Christ, we end up abusing the economic and the political freedoms that our founders fought for us to have. Paul writes in Galatians chapter 5, It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Again, he says in verse 13, For you are called to freedom, brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Here, we don't want to confuse the spiritual freedom from legalistic religion, from bondage to sin that Jesus talks about, and that Paul's talking about here in Galatians 5, we don't want to confuse that with political or economic freedom. But what we do want to say is when, we, when people have this freedom in Christ, it's natural to say, well, I, I want to be free to worship God, free to pursue the God-given uh, goals that God has given me, the things God has put in my heart, the things God has led me to do. I don't want a government interfering and being tyrannical indeed this is what our revolution was about. It came after the Great Awakening when people realized they, they had this birth of rebirth of salvation, drawing near to God, knowing God personally and they and that will create within us a desire to be free. You know it's interesting when you see even the fall of the Soviet Union and the Eastern Bloc countries, the Iron Curtain, how big a part the church played in this, how big a part, People who wanted to be free under God were the leaders in the in the in, in modern freedom movements movements of our time and you realize the civil rights movement that was in the black churches the anti-communist movement that was in the churches of, of Eastern Europe and the Soviet Union uh in our American Revolution the call for freedom was in the in the started in the churches indeed in our uh, in our Civil War so often the, the abolition it was in the churches. Christians who have freedom in Christ have been the ones who call for freedom, call for freedom, political and economic freedom. My friends, we've become more and more godless as a nation, more and more secular as a nation, and as we've cast off God, more and more people are comfortable with, with uh, losing our freedoms of speech, our freedoms of religion, our, our freedoms to autonomy with our body, all kinds of freedoms that we have taken for granted, our freedom of association, our freedom to say things nowadays online or wherever, freedom once lost is hard to regain. Let's value it. Let's protect it. Let's exercise it. You've heard me tell the story of the, 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 the vet who heard me preaching on a campus at Miami-Dade College in Florida, and he he talked about how, after hearing me preach, he said, he fought for our freedoms. Friends died for our freedoms. In war, his friends died. And he comes on campus every day, and he sees the LGBT people and the pro-choice people out campaigning, getting signatures and so on for their freedoms. And he says they have every right to do that. But he said, today was the first day he was proud of the way someone was using the freedoms for which he had risked his life. Proud how? He heard me preaching the gospel. Let's make sure that those of us who value freedom, we use it. We, we value it. We, one day we may look back and say, oh, I wish that when I'd had it, I'd spoken up. Oh, I wish that when I'd had it, I would have been faithful. Because once gone, it's hard to get back. We are in uh, difficult days. The hour is late. Our country is experiencing the beginnings of the judgments of God. It really is All of these abuses and perversions of freedoms that we have, these are judgments of God. Just read Romans one. that's what it'll tell us. My friends, these are important days to stand strong and firm, know what you believe, stand up for what you believe. Hey, if i'm i'm sixty six years old this July 4th, I'm going to be with all my grandchildren. I plan to talk to them, gather them around, and talk to them about what freedom means, freedom under Christ. If I got to give them all a dollar and get them to sit still and listen to me for 15 minutes, I'll do it, because that's part of my responsibility, our responsibility to pass on what's been given to us. Amen? All right, let's pray if we could. Father in heaven, we bless you today. We thank you for the freedoms we have enjoyed. We grieve in our heart, Lord. We we grieve to see how they're abused. We grieve to think how many people see today as just a day to be given to the flesh when you said, don't turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. And I pray, Lord, in our celebrations today, in our gratitude today, we would see this day as a day to love others to serve others, we thank you that in Jesus Christ you have set us free from the bondage of sin, and that just carries over to wanting to be free to serve you in every way possible—free with our money, free with our speech, free with our, free from tyranny. So that not free to do what we want. Well, we want to serve you, Lord. We want to love you. So free to do what is right, not to do the flesh, but free to do what is right. Help us to appreciate this and to use this while we have it. We pray your blessing upon our country, and we pray for repentance in the land. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 and amen. All right, folks, so glad to have you along. We love the Word of God here. We love applying it to our day and age. It's important. It really is important. We've got to be strong in our day. You'll never be strong if the Word of God is not abiding in you. I'll just tell you that. You'll never be the people God wants you to be if the Word of God is not abiding in you. That's why we come here every day, every day to get in the Word, so that the Word would be abiding in us and we would be standing in the truth. That's where we have freedom. You'll know the truth. The truth sets us free. we got it right here. So join us every day as we come here, eight thirty a.m. live or later in the day, whenever you want. I hope you join us. To those of you here every day, I know you're getting strong in the Lord, and I'm so happy. God bless you. You have a wonderful day. Celebrate your freedom, appreciate them, and pass it on. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.